0: Girl, hey, hopefully it doesn't fall. Let's see. Oh. <clears throat> Hello, 15 City Eagle Beauty Lily. How you doing, girl? Thoughts of a blog queen, how are you? Just one moment. I have to step away for like two seconds. happy right now because i wanted to record this on uh, my anchor and my other phone is not working um for some reason it just decided to act up so i'm only gonna be able to come on instagram right now okay thank you thank you Hi. Hello there. How are you? I'm grateful. Don't you look pretty? I had to look good for Miss Australia. <laughs> I felt the same way about you. Oh, uh, happy happy Sunday. Yes, happy Slow Down Sunday. How are you going down? i has joined us. <laughs> Yay. Hello how are
1: you slowing down today fisha oh, you know what that's crazy cuz i just had that conversation i just had that conversation uh i was asked how am i taking care of me uh and i uh what i shared just a few minutes ago is that the way i'm taking care of me is i call my friend of oh heavens i met her when i was 18 um So that has to be, we've known each other 30, oh my God, we've known each other 36
0: years.
1: (laughs) So I called her last night and I just emotionally let go on her. And so I think it's important to have somebody that you can talk to. And for me, it's prayer. So praying, uh, reading uh, my Bible and other inspirational materials, and then having someone that you can actually reach out to. So that's how I... I'm taking care of myself and trying to slow it down.
0: Yes, those friends are so important. Yes, I see you. I see you got your makeup on. You doing good? I you. I, you. I, I you. want to good for you. Yes. To look to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let's go ahead and get started. Thank you for the viewers that are, um, you know, viewing right now and joining us on this conversation. We're so happy and grateful to have you. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about um, how to be resilient in times of stress. So this is another episode of Stop the Stigma, Change the Narrative. It's my second anniversary, so I'm excited about that. You guys have probably seen, yes, you guys have probably seen um, the logo has changed. And um, we're just doing things a little bit different this year. So um, I'm glad to have you back as a returning co-host Uh, Alicia is someone that, you know, I'm always happy to speak with and converse with. We met at a networking event at Myra's. Bam conference. Um yes. the plus the move conference and I met Thisha there at um at the table and we just started talking and I what really resonated with me was her transparency with me and then her just jovial added you know, personality. So um we kept in contact ever since and we've been supporting each other ever since. So I I definitely treasure, you know, the connections that I make whenever I, you know, go into spaces of networking and you know, meeting like minded individuals. So thank you. And thank you. I thank you very <laughs> much. And I admire the work that you're
1: doing. I really do. Because you, you. <laughs> you are consistent. <laughs> and I love that. Yes.
0: Yes. Thank you. So today we're gonna be talking about like I said, you know, how to be resilient in times of stress. Um, this episode. Let me put this out. I'm looking at my notes. So Stop the Stigma, Change the Narrative. What is this? This is basically a platform that I created to have um, open conversations as it relates to mental health deficits, mental wealth, the power of positivity, self-care, self-awareness, etc. And this takes place on you know some live social media platforms and i team up with survivors respected individuals advocates and healthcare professionals to discuss these topics so why do i do what i do this to you know inspire conversation accountability and healing, in in essence, to stop the stigma, change the narrative. know, it's one thing to talk about it, but actually, you know, giving resources and solutions and strategies that makes it even more impactful. So um, this is a, is a space for, you know, that to happen. As you guys know, this month is May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'm going to share with you a couple of uh, stats, statistics that you guys need. I feel like you guys need to know. And um, one of those is every one in five adults right now is suffering in silence of some type of you know mental health illness. And um, that very the very stigmas that are in place are the reasons why you know people are suffering in silence. Another one is in the United States, almost half of the adults will experience a mental illness during their lifetime. Half of all mental orders begin by the age of 14 and three quarters by the age of 24. So again, I felt like this topic was very important, especially during in the midst of COVID-19, this, this major transition that we're all facing and, and enduring through. And I just felt like, you know, um, we need to talk about how to handle that, you know, because everybody has been challenged during this time. I don't care who you are, where you've been, where you are, everyone is being challenged and it looks different for everyone. So, um, Tisha, can you give us an introduction of who you are? Cause we didn't really do that. And just tell the people a little bit about yourself. Uh,
1: okay, so tisha I'm tisha Jenkins and my work you know for the last twenty three years, I have worked in the field of domestic violence and sexual assault. Um, and just in that twenty three years of working with survivors i I've seen the impact of mental health and even previously before that I worked uh, in uh, health uh, mental health. I worked at a local hospital here in the uh, it was in the Baytown area actually, and for five years, I worked with individuals. Uh, in the psychiatric facility, acute psychiatric. And I got to work firsthand with individuals with schizophrenia, bipolar, those who had attempted uh, death uh, by suicide, Uh, saw the impact of children who had been sexually abused, and how that impacted their lives. And so that was my introduction into mental health. You know, prior to that, I have to say, growing up, That especially within uh, being coming from a community of color, that mental health had not been something that had been talked about. You know, I know that in my own family, there have been individuals where they said, you know, she a little touched or, you know, girl, she had a breakdown, or you know, they're feeling a little blue. And that was my conversation my narrative as to what mental health was and so that five years working in a psychiatric facility really helped me to have a better understanding of individuals who deal with issues and even myself because here's the reality total transparency i have moments of depression and really being able to identify and call a thing a thing is you're depressed and because here's the thing you can't solve something that you're not willing to name uh so i think that all the work that i've done over the last 25 years has been around mental health you know whether it was attached directly to working in a psychiatric facility or working with survivors of domestic violence and even through having my own business you know the work that I uh, go in and I do many times in corporate doing training around leadership uh, the tr- immense pressure that many times people in leadership are under as well oh, that's that in a nutshell I think that's what I bring to to the table when it comes to talking about mental health is seeing it from uh, the uh, lens of those who are dealing with issues such as bipolar schizophrenia and things of that nature and then we get survivors of domestic and sexual violence and then even in corporate i think that there has to be more conversations around mental health if i can call it um but there has to be more conversations because I think in the work that I've done in the corporate setting that you see people who are dealing with issues such as stress, because that's, that's mental
0: health. That's yes. mental health. So yeah, so that's, that's me. <laughs> yes. And you also talk about emotional intelligence and being, yeah. so that was another reason why I felt like you would be the perfect person for this conversation. Um, because you know, it resonates with your message. So, um, I can say that, you know, for me, it's basically, you know, some of what I've experienced as well, but basically my own experience. Um, That's what really, you know, led me into being passionate about talking about mental health and self-care because I dealt with postpartum depression. I'm a single mom. I'm building my business. And and I also work in corporate America. So, you know, um, I, I have to be aware of myself and what it is that I'm indulging emotionally in order for me to be you know uh optimal for my son and my you know myself and my journey so this is what led this to this and it's so relevant it's so common it's so it, it's it's something like you said we need to talk about yeah. so um what is resilience i asked my glow getters Earlier, what did they think resilience looked like to them? And I'm going to share with you guys um, a couple of their responses. Someone said um, self care resilience looks like self care to them. Another person said diligence during a challenge. Mm-hmm. Another one said withstanding the tests of time. And then another glow getter said, knowing and celebrating that I've survived and flourished beyond all obstacles um, and challenges. Ooh. So I think that those were some great answers. Um, yes. Like I said, you know, it looks different for that individual, depending on the individual. So, what do you think resilience is? What is resilience to you, Taisha?
1: Well, I looked up in a dictionary because I'm a nerd sometimes. And just very simply, uh, when I looked up in a dictionary, it just said that the ability uh, to bounce back from a circumstance quickly, the ability to quickly bounce back from a circumstance.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: when I think about resilience on a personal level, uh, again, I think about that, that uh, bounce back feature and that ability to continue to show up. That to me is resilience, to continue to show up. Uh, you know, I think that in our careers, you know, I've went through a period one time where I had been laid off from a job and that can be very traumatizing, especially when you are the head of household and if you're not bringing in money and no money coming in, resilience is being able to have that self-talk and say, you know what, I'm going to make it no matter what, uh, resilience in overcoming, you know, relationship issues is being willing to be vulnerable again. Uh, so it's, to me, it's really about that ability to continue to show up in, in in light of everything that's going on around. Do you have the ability to continue to show up?
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I feel like, you know, one of the uh, individuals has said withstanding the tests of time, you know, the challenges, withstanding those challenges during the test of time. Um, and I feel like There are levels to the resilience, resiliency, and I feel like, you know, you can be effective in your resiliency, you know, not to where you're draining yourself out or where you're, you know, exhausting yourself or, you know, damaging the relationships or, you know, the environment around you because you don't necessarily have um, like an outlet. So um, I agree that is resilience and I feel like it's something important as well because you know during this time like I said earlier you know a lot of us are being challenged in in many ways you know some of us have never had to sit at home you know and you know actually engage with our families and I and I say that in a sense of you know if you're someone that's normally used to working all the time mm-hmm. and just having to sit and be still like that can be a challenge for you. And and that was shown, you know, with people not accepting the rules at first because, you know, people were not staying in, you know, they weren't listening. They weren't, you know, uh, uh, respecting the curfew. And, you know, some people became angry by that, but I saw it as, you know, it's just something we weren't used to because a lot of us are always on the hustle and bustle, you know, during the week. And I'm one of them. So, um, I thought that that was interesting to see. So, um, How, in a stressful time like this, how would you apply resilience during COVID-19?
1: That's a good question, Australia. Um, You know, one of the things I've noticed about people, you know, I I was just sharing with my friend that had called me prior to this, uh, you and I talking, and I love social media. You know it definitely like anything it has is good and it's bad uh I, my point being is that uh i actually even downloaded tiktok for 24 hours and <laughs> realized that may have been too much <laughs> but what i've seen is resilience you know people you know making these dance videos and uh, you know the way that people are you know navigating towards all the online ways to to have zoom and all these things that's people 's resilience. People are saying i 'm going to show up, yes, I may have to stay inside for my safety for my family's safety, but i 'm going to show up and I think that it has uh, increased people 's level of creativity, and I believe that that's one of the uh, parts of being resilient is creativity. In fact i was reading uh, a book recently it's about it's called trauma stewardship so trauma stewardship and i actually uh, used it to uh, facilitate a training recently with caseworkers and in this book they talk about being exposed to trauma over and over and over which is what we call secondary trauma or vicarious trauma Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and one of the signs of being exposed to trauma over and over again is Lack of creativity. So the author asked, when was the last time you had a creative idea? And so to those who are watching now and to those who will watch the replay, you know, what I want to ask you is, when is the last time you had a creative idea? And definitely in uh, during COVID-19 and beyond, again, part of the conversation. I love how things come together. The, the, you know, Masara, who I was talking to before I came on, and we were just talking about that business, is not going to be the same. I think people are waiting to go back to business, you go back to business as usual. Uh, Honey, business is not going to be usual. And so what that means in the midst of COVID-19 and post COVID-19 is that we've got to have a certain level of creativity. We've got to be willing to think outside the box. I think that everyone will not return to uh, corporate working in the office. That what people are going to find out is that people can Be just as effective working at home. Uh, How we do business, how we do marketing, how we do relationships is going to change. And that's part of the resilience is recognizing that you can't say, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to do anything different. We've got to learn to be resilient. People who are refusing to wear the mask. If indeed you know, this uh, virus continues, at some point people are gonna have to realize, you know what, we're gonna get fashionable about these masks. And I've seen some really creative masks yes. out there. It's <laughs> resilience. When you got people got Gucci mask and Chanel <laughs> mask, that's, that's showing their creativity and saying, you know what? No matter what's going on around me, I'm gonna
0: continue to show up. Yes, I love how you said that. That's like the perfect way to explain that. And it's inspiring, too, to see the creativity of other people, you know, um, saying that, you know, I'm not going to allow this to keep me down. I'm going to move with it. Because I feel like that's like just a part of life, you know, change is inevitable. And if you're not willing to accept it, then you're going to find yourself, you know, being bogged down by it. So good to have like an open mindset whenever we're in these moments of transition in life because you know that's what's going to help you grow and build into being that better individual anyway so um, you know that I love how you said that and yes I've seen some entrepreneurs you know some new entrepreneurs come on you know people start businesses there people have switched their business models I'm one of them you know um, just being able to to thrive through the transition is what i've you know little motto i've said because um depending on how you look on look at it is going to determine how you're going to grow from it how you're going to you know come out of this exactly so um and i love that thrive
1: through the transition i love that
0: yeah. yes because I, I just refuse to pity myself and sit up here and just be like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything. For me, I have loved this reset. I feel like it's the time to reset, realign, you know, um, get yourself in order. I've had some time to focus on some areas that I haven't necessarily had time to and just sit and think, you know, so I'm enjoying this time. Excellent. And
1: I think what you said there, it's so key the way that you have looked at this. When we uh, talk about trauma, trauma is is based on perception. I mean, definitely, I think we're living in a traumatic time. However, I believe those who will uh, be resilient and move on to the next level are those who are able to shift their perception. I mean, the event has happened. And so now it's about what is the experience that we're going to attach to this. Some people will attach the experience that Unfortunately, yes, there are people who have lost lovers. There are people who have lost several people in their family, uh, and we don't ever want to be uh, not mindful of that. People have lost income. However, we are the ones who decide what experience we attach to the event. Yes. and you know, so uh, you know, so, so based on how you what experience you attach to the event is what you're telling yourself that positive self talk, and I know people sometimes go like rolly eyes positive self-talk but even for me from a spiritual point of view you know it's written that a man you know that, that, that as a man think it so in other words whatever we're thinking about that's what comes true and again that's also such a part of resiliency is that whatever you're focusing on and I have to remind myself of that because I have talked myself into depression I have talked myself into giving up and then when I finally like wait a minute hold up this ain't getting me nowhere I have to what change my words so our words are powerful
0: Yes, and um, I'm glad that you said that because I feel like some people think that when you speak of positivity, you have to walk around smiling all the time and it's just golden rainbows and butterflies. And that's not necessarily what it, means. it just means that you're going to make that conscious effort and choice each and every day to say, OK, well, this is what I'm dealing with, but this is how it can help me or this is what I'm going to come out of. It. This is how I'm going to come out of this, even though it's challenging me. You know, it's just like you said about your mindset. Right. So um, what would be some coping strategies during this time that you would share with us, even if it could be something that you're doing yourself or something that you've seen someone doing? Like what um, ideas of self-care or just coping would you be able to share with us during this and um, during this time? I'm looking for. But just to kind of uh, repeat
1: some of the things I've talked about, you know, number one, I think it's so important um, about your relationships. And in fact, what I'll do is I'll shift over, you know, my business is Bold Profession Seminars and Consulting. And I'm actually thinking about doing some rebranding there, but the word bold will remain uh, because yes. I use what I call uh, a bold framework and it's based on emotional intelligence. So let's take it from the bold to give some strategies during this time. So number one, uh, the B is to become self-aware. I think it's so important that, you know, as we get to know ourselves better, um, that that is a strategy that you can use. And I think definitely, as you said earlier, that we can use this current time that we're in to really go inward and to assess ourselves Uh, For that person who may have lost a job, part of self-awareness is starting to ask yourself, okay, I had a job uh, in the um, medical field and being able to ask yourself, so that job is gone. So what else could I do? Well, could I do consulting because I was really good in what I was doing? Uh, Could I shift these skills to maybe being a chef. And you may say, going from the medical field to being a chef, what we know is that individuals who tend to go into the medical field have certain types of uh, behavioral styles. And so those same skills that helped you to be in the medical field are the same skills that could help you to become what a great culinary artist. And so when you do that level of self-awareness, and you're constantly asking yourself who am i what are my strengths then that what helps you to become more resilient mm-hmm. uh, because for many people this is an opportunity to reinvent yourself but you can't reinvent what you don't know mm. so become <laughs> self-aware use this yeah. time to get to know you you what you may find out is that i hated that job anyway <laughs> you know uh, but you may re- is that you know i didn't like wearing my hair that way and so uh, you know part of self-awareness is you know maybe deciding that i want to go natural but uh, you know it could be something small to something huge but take this time to get to know you and i want to throw some things out You know. I always like for people to go and do their own study. Uh, there's a, a tool that I use in, in coaching a lot of times, and it's called the Jahari window, the Jahari window. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, and I don't know if the people who are watching, but if you can type in yes or no, if you're familiar with the Jahari window. And, you know, basically it's um, part, of, for, for part of self-awareness. There is that part that uh, is known, that you know about Fisha and Fisha knows about her. I know that I tend to talk with my hands a lot, and you probably notice that. I bat my eyes a lot, and you probably know that, right? Uh, people know that I'm quirky, and I know I'm quirky, okay? Uh, so that's the part that everybody I know and you know. Then there's the hidden part of Aesha, that only I know, only I know those things, but you don't know, and if I don't divulge them to you, you don't know about them. Uh, then, you know, there is, a part of me that i don't know and that you don't know and it's during these times like COVID 19 is during times when you go uh, through maybe a, a divorce or you go through a loss of a loved one when you go through the loss of a job that all of a sudden you realize wow i've got all these different skills i didn't know that i had that in me and if you've ever had one of those moments where you say i didn't know i had that in me that's that part of yourself that that you weren't aware of and the people around you weren't aware of. And now is the time to become self-aware. Now is the time to ask yourself, you know, you say that oh, I don't think I can make it through this COVID-19. I don't think that I can make it through the loss of a loved one. And then you realize you wake up the next morning, and guess what? You are still here. It. So that means that you've got something down on the inside of you. That's resilience. That's resilience. And so asking yourself, what was it that had me to wake up this morning? What was it that had me to walk through that valley? and what you find is that you have strengths and skills that you were not aware of and unfortunately many times that that part that part of self awareness does not come without being pressured yeah. and here's the thing and i'm i'm, I'm talking to myself but i'm not talking to nobody else sometimes things in life come to what squeeze out those qualities that you need it's kind of like squeezing a lemon so right now we are we are caught in a, and we are lemons and we are caught up in the lemon squeezers and COVID 19 and all of the other issues that we were having pre COVID 19 are squeezing us and it's calling us to ask, Who am I really? Mm. Who am I really? So becoming self aware.
0: Yes, that's so good and it's so relevant to me and my journey right now because, you know, um, I'm learning more things about myself and um my resilience has definitely been tested you know I lost my mom in December so I'm still going through a grieving process and you know um just making sure that I'm aware of my emotions during this time I also had um, a traumatic experience in March you know at Hotel Experience I had spoke to you about that And then here we are with COVID-19. So, you know, my resiliency has definitely been tested and I've had to, you know, tell myself that my circumstances are not, do not define me. That has been one of my affirmations during this time. You know, my circumstances do not define me. Um, They only help me grow. And, you know, again, just making that conscious effort and choice every day to show up for myself first before I can show up for others. So... Yes, I, I love how you said that. So, you said self awareness. Just a recap: making sure that your self awareness, tapping into yourself, and getting to know yourself better. I feel like there's always a perfect time to do that. Not just yes. during a pandemic, but any time. Explore your creativity, and like you said, get to know you. I want to stop for a second and just go through the comments because people have been commenting, and I'll go up a little bit. I think Sora,
1: she's been doing a real good recap of what yes. been talked
0: about. Yeah, go, Loretta! You, Loretta, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she has said earlier. Um, I think this is when I had asked, like, "How are you slowing down?" She said, "Taking care of me, to pray your friends, and transparency." So that's good. Congratulations to your strong. Thank you. Um i think she was just basically recapping what we were saying yes but she did say about the johari window she said that it is a technique that helps people better understand their relationship with themselves and others it was created by psychologist joseph luft so thank you for sharing that loretta we appreciate you
1: (laughs) all right um Oh, so, uh, so that becomes self-aware. So very key in being resilient. And you just uh, really went into my next point. And the O in the bold uh, framework is owning your actions, owning your actions. And you said it, that uh, you talk to yourself. And what I often share with people and I share with myself is that it's okay to talk to yourself as long as you say something smart back. Yes. Because we have a tendency, when we're having a conversation with ourselves, I don't know about you, I'm going to keep it personal, I can say some really disheartening things, I can say some nasty things, and what I you know realized years ago is that, okay, it's okay that you're having this conversation with yourself, but I'm going to need you to say something smart and encouraging back. Right. And also be willing to own whatever part of this current circumstance that you may have had a role in. And now, of course, with COVID-19, it came from nowhere, correct? We Right. It it is what it is. However, uh, taking ownership of asking yourself things such as uh, making a decision about whether or not you're going to go back to worship. Right. Uh, That, you know, some people are, are, you know, we're all out of sorts. And then you just finally have to own your actions and say, I'm going to take the action to return to. Uh, the house of worship, or I want to take the action of not going back and being willing to own that. So that, you know, if you're pressured about it, saying, This is what's best for me. This is what's best for me. Right. And so you have to be willing to own your action, take action, and then be willing to own it and not be moved. I think that's a part of uh, remaining resilient because sometimes, here's the thing that because we waver so much that we end up falling because if you're always going to the left and to the right guess what eventually you're going to fall but if you're willing to be planted and say this is my belief about this and you know, this is how i'm going to move forward uh also part of owning your actions is being willing to encourage yourself and to say yes uh you know it's going to You know, it it is what it is. However, uh, taking ownership of asking yourself things such as uh, making a decision about whether or not you're going to go back to worship, right? Uh, That, you know, some people are, are, you know, we're all out of sorts, and then you just finally have to own your actions and say, I'm going to take the action to return to uh, the house of worship, or I'm going to take the action of not going back and being willing to own that. So that, you know, if you're pressured about it, saying, this is what's best for me. This is what's best for me. And so you have to be willing to own your action, take action, and then be willing to own it and not be moved. I think that's a part of uh, remaining resilient. Because sometimes, here's the thing, that because we waver so much, that we end up falling. Because if you're always going to the left or to the right, guess what? Eventually, you're going to fall. But if you're willing to be planted and say, This is my belief about this and this is how i'm going to move forward uh also part of owning your actions is being willing to encourage yourself and to say yes uh you know it's going to get better and you decide how it's going to get better again if you're an entrepreneur you decide how you can take this time and turn it around and turn it into a business or how can you as everyone's saying pivot your business uh but be willing to own your actions own your thoughts, own your thoughts. I think that's so important. And there is a book and people can Google it or go to Amazon. It's uh, called what to say when you talk to yourself, what to say when you talk to yourself, because here's the reality of whether we move forward or we stand still or go back all starts right here. It all starts right here. And we can be so paralyzed by fear. I can be so paralyzed by fear that I don't move because what I've told myself a story. So part of owning your actions is also asking what story are you telling yourself about your situation that you're currently in? What is the story that you're telling yourself? Again, you know, moment of transparency when uh, this whole uh, COVID-19 began for a season, for about two three weeks, I really had a hard time going to sleep at night. I had convinced myself that I was COVID nineteen positive, yes. and I had convinced myself that I could not breathe. Okay, <laughs> and I had to, I had to stop, you know. And I and I I went into prayer, and I was like, okay, Lord, this is not okay. Uh, and I was like, you know, I've got to have try having a different conversation because I was getting literally about two hours of sleep a night. And wow. finally, you know, I I read some scriptures and. i love uh for me my my, you know my personal go-to is scriptures and i went to uh i believe it's second timothy 1 and 7 that we have not been given a spirit of fear but what of love power and a sound mind i was like oh yeah i'm gonna go to sleep tonight i am gonna have a good sleep and so what i did i you know um, prepared myself for sleep I, you know, did some deep breathing exercises because I had, you know, heard, I think it was Kuno, uh, and I can't remember the, the, the uh, newscast to talk about that if you can hold your breath and count to 10, you're okay, because <laughs> that's one of the signs, you know, COVID is that you have difficulty breathing. Right. And so what I would, what I did that night is I took three deep breaths, right, counted to 10, I was able to hold it and not cough and not pass out, I did that three times, I was like, I am well. I am healed. And I went to sleep, and I had the best sleep ever. And I have, but I can tell you that I have slept well every night. Every, every night. Because I had to change the conversation I was having with myself. I had to own the action that I was feeding myself here. I had to own the action that I had become uh, paranoid about what was going on in the news and that I was allowing the news to dictate my thoughts so sometimes you just got to stop and stand still have a conversation with yourself and say you know what i'm scared and then you have to say why am i scared is there a real rational reason for what you are feeling there's nothing wrong with what you feel there's nothing wrong with the emotions that you are having however we have to be able to what have a conversation about make no money, how can I look for a new job? How can I find another how can I find a healthy relationship with a fixed mindset? We just kind of cross our arms and go, Well, you know, I guess the whole world's just going to heck. You know, this COVID nineteen killing folks and, you know, I ain't got no job and, you know, I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know, I've tried all I can. I guess this is just the way the story ends. Mm hmm Yes, you you are right.
0: You're right. So you got to
1: decide in owning your actions, am I going to be fixed right here where life has left me? Or am I going to grow and move to the next level?
0: And you always have a choice. You always have a choice. Yes. So that's also, you know, something to remember and keep in mind as well but i was laughing i was smiling really hard when you had said that side hustle about making the cakes because my mom was the same way and i instilled that and i still do that now as a little side hustle sometimes you know i make peach cobbler though but I did um, that there. yes no. <laughs> <laughs> but it is very good to have you know something to do and to keep yourself and that's the importance of having role models Because now I
1: didn't inherit my mother's ability to be a good cook like that. However, I started doing training and coaching on the side because the full time nine to five was not meeting all the needs. And so I had to ask, Okay, basically, what's in my hands, God? You know, again, there's there's more month than there is money. So what can I do? And so, you know, but I learned that from my mother. I learned that you don't just give up on life because you don't have exactly what you need. And you learn the same thing from your mother. So that's the importance for those of us who have children in our lives or even not even having children. There are people watching you. There are people watching you, Australia. Other young women, and that's why, again, I'm so excited to partner with you. I was sharing with uh, my friend. I said, you know, she's a millennial, and I I love millennials, and, I, I, you know, what the reality is, as I get older, I realize that we're turning the world over to you guys, and there are young women and young men who are watching you, and they're saying, how does she do that? And when you move forward, you know, the loss of your mother and other things that they've maybe witnessed in your life, and they're saying, she keeps going. It's not that she's not affected by it, but she keeps going. You become a role model for other people to be resilient. So that's another part of this um, that we have to always recognize that other people are watching us. Yes, Australia is a great inspiration. Yes.
0: (laughs) Thank you, sis. Appreciate you. (laughs) And that, you know, that is something that you know i would be able to transition being happy with you know knowing that you know i left behind some type of impact on people you know because this is why i do this you know i want people to know that you know if i
1: lives or even not even having children there are people watching you there are people watching you Australia other young women and that's why again I'm so excited to partner with you I was sharing with uh, my friend I said you know she's a millennial and I I love millennials and I, I you know what the reality is as I get older I realize that we're turning the world over to you guys and there are young women and young men who are watching you and they're saying how does she do that and when you move forward you know the loss of your mother and other things that they've maybe witnessed in your life and they're saying she keeps going it's not that she's not in, affected by it but she keeps going you become a role model for other people to be resilient so that's another part of this um is that we have to always recognize that other people are watching us yes australia is a great inspiration yes
0: <laughs> thank you sis appreciate you <laughs> and that you know that is something that you know i would be able to transition being happy with you know knowing that you know i left behind some type of impact on people you know because this is why i do this you know i want people to know that you know if i can do it you can too and i'm here you know dealing with things just like you i'm a woman you know just like you you know I recognize certain things I recognize bits and pieces of myself and in, in all the women that I come across so you know it's very important you know that we come together and have these spaces where we can talk about things because you know as women there is a certain type of pressure that is upon us as well in society you know we have to be a certain kind of way we have to you know we gotta we gotta have a 32 34 36 measurements in order to be considered, you know, as uh, someone that is admirable. And that's not, that's not our our reality. That's not all of our reality. So, you know, to have women like you that can be transparent and share, you know, uh, some of your trials and um, take away, you know, gems that you give us, that's so important to me. So, I, again, I just thank you, you know. I thank you so much for being someone of inspiration to me and to the many of lives that you touch because everybody that knows these should say the same things.
1: And I need her to hear my voice. I need her to know. Even asking yourself, how empathetic am I? That, you know, if I know that someone is... Go, living alone. There are a lot of people who have lived alone, especially when we had the strict stay-at-home orders. And so I, who tend to be a very private person, very much an introvert, people don't real don't believe me when I tell them that, but I am very much an introvert. Uh, so actually the stay-at-home was like, yay! <laughs> but I know that there are some people who are very sociable. And there are a couple of uh, women that I know, and I have to be honest, I don't call as often as I should. And they will tell you that. Uh, However, because I knew that they were going through this stay-at-home when it was a strict stay-at-home order, I purposely called them once a week just to say hey or send a text because that's that's the, that's you yeah. help other people to be resilient. And you know, even when I've gotten calls, I got the call to, uh, a call today. That makes you feel so good because all of a sudden you now realize I'm not in this alone. Oh. So part of our role in helping others to be resilient is to send that text message, send an in, a, 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 a inbox message, or you know there have been people um, who have. I know the the graduates. I mean, them missed their all of them missed their graduation, right? And I've seen different things on social media where teachers and schools have come by and they've done the parades. That's that's helping those young people to be resilient because they know that people have not forgotten that this was my year. 2020 was my year. Yes. And you know, and even though I, I think that they have the understanding that something big is going on, I can only imagine being 18 years old and thinking that this was going to be my year. This was the year yes. I was going to wear the bad prom dress, the bad super bad prom suit. You know, this was my year. I'm going to have the big graduation party, and bam, life hits. That we have to have a certain level to what me in and listen and listen to even what's not being said because some young people, some children don't have the vocabulary to say I'm afraid, don't have the that vocabulary to say I'm disappointed. Yeah. However, we walk in a, a, a spirit of empathy, we can look at someone's body language, we can listen to the things that are not said, and be able to offer people support. So, our way of helping other people be resilient to be able to bounce back is how well are you opening the door for conversation how are you going about showing people i haven't forgotten about? you know i called okay. uh, my aunt who actually has uh, dementia and she's in a long-term care facility and i was like i have to call her i have to hear her voice and i need her to hear my voice i need her to know even if she doesn't remember in her actual brain brain i have to believe that her spirit says that was TT called me. How well are we letting people know they're not alone? That's How the, well are we supporting other people?
0: Yes, and one thing I I told people because um, I'm also I've been having the Zoom meetings and things like that, and I've also been given the, the opportunity to speak on mental health in in a professional space. So um, my thing is building relation building meaningful relationships is an opportunity right now i've grown i've bonded with my neighbors around here um i've bonded with some family members send out a text to some people i don't always get to talk to yes that is so important and i've had people reach out as well you know to ask how i'm doing so yes it, it does make you feel like you're not alone so i'm glad that you said that um so just capitalizing on the opportunity to grow you know in in every aspect of your life is is what this is teaching me at this time so um thank you for that I was over here taking writing down notes and stuff I'm always taking notes um but I wanted to add um because we're getting ready to wrap up because they're putting the timer on but um Speaking on youth mental health, that is another episode. The next episode is going to be May 31st, and I'm going to be talking with Stephanie Davis, who is a licensed um, professional therapist, and she's going to be touching on youth mental health because I can only imagine, you know, how our youth is being affected during this time. And like you said, you know, um, I work in education, so I work with children. And I see how they are affected as well. They get affected by traumatic experience in everyday life, just like we do. You know, um, this is definitely um, a challenge for them, for those students that don't necessarily come from a consistent background or don't necessarily have those thorough, loving and supportive environments. I could, you know, just only imagine how you know, they are progressing during this time and my heart and mm-hmm. prayers go out to them as well as other individuals who are dealing with unfortunate circumstances during this time. But um, you guys tune in for that. Also some resources that you can find, you can find some resources on my website as it relates to mental health and self-care. I have a self-care wall and I also have a directory that will um, that has preventative resource hotlines prevention hotlines and things of that nature and also some recommended apps that you can use I mean we're in a day and age of technology so everything is right at your fingertips you know so at this point it's kind of like you know you you can access this information anywhere and a lot of times it's just being told where to go so um, if there is not any more points that you have can you share with the people how to connect with you where they can Um, reach you and find you at and if you have anything coming up let the people know about that too okay
1: uh it was one final point and you and you basically summed it up love it about uh so from the lean in and listen the d in the bold is develop and nurture relationships develop and nurture relationships so uh the relationship piece is so powerful that um the reality is is that resilience is based around our connections, who are we connected to, all right? And so I wanna encourage everyone not to try to go through this COVID-19 alone or any issue, never go it alone, okay? And with that said, you know, to connect with me, uh, you can definitely follow me here on Instagram at Fisha Jenkins. And that's uh, my name is spelled like the CIA Jenkins, T H E C I A Jenkins. So you can follow me here. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, that other platform. <laughs> and also my website is very simply my name, FishaJenkins.com. FishaJenkins.com. And you can get more information about me there. Um, just actually, I'm wrapping up a six week uh, mastermind slash accountability group, and uh, definitely follow me. Uh, you can actually download um, have a downloadable uh, ebook uh, about uh, bold women and leadership. It's got some really good strategies. And so, once you do that, I'll have your email address, and we'll definitely keep you abreast of different things that I'll be. Uh, uh, providing an offering. And then one final thing, uh, just simply because uh, this weekend, within the last 72 hours here in Houston, there have been three homicides. Three women have been killed uh, by their intimate partner. Um, And so what I want people to know is that here in Houston, surrounding Harris County, that we know that domestic violence has increased by 50% over the last few months. Uh, It has always been... On Instagram at Fisha Jenkins. And that's uh, my name is spelled like the CIA Jenkins, T H E C I A Jenkins. So you can follow me here. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, that other platform. <laughs> and also my website is very simply my name, FishaJenkins.com. FishaJenkins.com and you can get more information about me there. Um, just actually, I'm wrapping up a six-week uh, mastermind slash accountability group, and definitely follow me. Uh, you can actually download, um, have a downloadable uh, ebook uh, about uh, Bold Women and Leadership. It's got some really good strategies, and so once you do that, I'll have your email address, and we'll definitely keep you abreast of different things that I'll be uh uh, providing an offering. And then one final thing, uh, just simply because uh, this weekend, within the last 72 hours here in Houston, there have been three homicides, three women have been killed uh, by their intimate partner. Um, and so what I want people to know is that here in Houston, surrounding Harris County, that we know that domestic violence has increased by 50% over the last few months. Uh, It has always been here. It has simply been amplified because the reality is, is that victims are having a harder time getting away from the abuser because of the stay at home and all the other issues surrounded. So please remember this hotline number 1-800-799-SAFE. 1-800-799-SAFE because you are not alone if you are someone you know is in an abusive relationship and doing this work for 23 years i know that survivors are probably the most resilient people that i have ever met and what makes them resilient is that they have reached out for help and that they know that they deserve better you know it could be for your children you leave i want to encourage you just to leave for yourself to leave for yourself and there is life after abuse And it's about being resilient, taking stock of who you are, whose you are, being able to give yourself the positive self-talk that I deserve better that I can do. I can survive on my own because you're probably being told time and time again, without me, you're, you're nothing, you're not gonna be anything. No, you own your actions. You start talking back to yourself. You know, you make that connection with people be willing to say, hey, this is what I'm going through. They don't need to know every detail. They simply just need to know, hey, I don't feel safe. How can I get help? And one of the ways you can do that is by calling Uh, 1-800-799-SAFE. I I would be remiss not to bring this up because in the midst of trying to be resilient, there are about 20 to 25% of women who are in abusive relationships. And not only are they battling COVID and all the things around it, they're also battling how do I stay alive, period.
0: Thank you for that. And I would like to add um, another resource as it relates to just mental health during this time. If you find yourself being overwhelmed with your circumstances or if you just notice the drastic change in your behaviors, such as, you know, your emotions or your eating, um, you can reach out to. 1-800-273-8255 and that is the suicide prevention hotline and then the depression hotline is 1-800-630-482-9696 If you don't know where you are on on that scale I do have a free mental health assessment that you can take in the comfort of your own space All you have to do is go to my website australiaedinburgh.com Click on my self-care wall and scroll down to the bottom. There will be a link there where you can take a mental health assessment and then as well um, as accessing the resources that you need in order to get support during this time. Please know that you are not alone during this time. I can't stress that enough. There are people that are waiting to support you during your time of challenge. So please, you know, um, speak up or seek help, you know, if you need that extra support. I think that was all for, for me um, if there's not anything else thank you again for everyone who had tuned in on tonight, really appreciate it, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again on the 31st, again like I said I'm going to be coming on with Stephanie Davis she is a licensed professional therapist and she's going to be talking about youth mental health so this will, if you're a parent or if you're heavily involved with children this will be an episode for you to to be on or to be attending because the information here is very beneficial and it's going to help you, um, you know, you and your children cope. Well,
1: thank you so much for the opportunity to come on and have a conversation this evening, Australia.
0: Thank you. It's always a pleasure.
1: All right.
0: All right Bye. Well, all stay persuaded, and until next time, stay persuaded.
1: <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.